0: Welcome to the Holly Shook Podcast, I'm Armin, and I'm joined, as always, by the greatest co-host in the entire world,
1: Ryan Alkire. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing amazing, sweetie. How are you, Army? I'm a little stressed. We had a ton of technical difficulties this morning, but we're going to make it work. I would just like to point out how helpful I was during all of the difficulties. You really were stood here. And by stood, I mean sat here and did not speak. I basically just let you figure it out because I'm not good at that type of stuff. And if I tried to help, I was just going to get in the way. You provided emotional support though, which was crucial. Yes. I nodded and I said, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. To pretty much all of the technical speak that you, you were talking about, which just sometimes you just need some support from someone. But I, but I did like that
0: reassurance when you said, what you're doing now is improvising.
1: Yes. And I felt good game.
0: about that. You know, sometimes you have to improvise. And that's a good mm-hmm. thing. That's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz. So we are not using our typical program to record this. Um, we are doing something a little different today. Uh, we won't get too
1: much behind the scenes. But it's working, I hope. Let's see. Let's see how this turns out. It's working. We're trying something new. That's the fun in life. Trying trying new things. Seeing what you can do on a day-to-day when struggles come right at you early in the morning. To get a podcast out for you all. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> all right, right. Let's get into it. Let's start with the guessing game. I'll give you a couple hints. Of course, everyone, if you didn't know already, it's my week to tell the story, to give you a historic celebrity scandal. Breakdown. So, Rai, first hint. This celebrity was huge in the 90s. Okay. Had multiple hits. And then had a quiet 2000s. Many would say that she disappeared, although that's not... Oh, and it's also a she. So that's another hint. Okay. Many would say that she disappeared, although that's not entirely accurate. And she has recently...
1: Mounted a comeback of sorts. Um, a comeback of sorts. Well, I was going to say Britney Spears. No, but yeah, I was like, she was not, she was far from disappeared in the two thousands. Um, big in the nineties. I'm assuming it's a singer. You said multiple hits. She's not a singer. Oh, like so multiple hit movies, maybe. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. Give me more hints. That's like so broad. Like a lot of people were big in the 90s. I, want, I wanted to start broad, and then we're going to like funnel into more details.
0: Okay. She started okay. acting in the late 80s. Okay. She's had some rocky relationships in her life, but that's not what we're going to cover today. We are going to cover a major, major scandal. That happened in the year 2001. Okay. 2001. It's one of the more memorable 21st century scandals. Although you could say it's not that bad. If if you look at it from afar. It's not a terrible thing that happened. But it was newsworthy. Mm. So actress. Huge in the 90s. Started acting in the late 80s. People would say she disappeared in the 2000s, but she was still working. Okay, but she disappeared like post-scandal, it looks like. Yes, and technically, she kind of did. She did one film in the ensuing four years. Uh, Can I get a movie? (laughs) I'm not going to give you a movie, but I'll give you one (laughs) more big hint. Okay. Her major comeback came with a hit TV series that premiered in 2016.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck you. I was literally going to do this next week.
0: No, stop.
1: Is, is it Winona Ryder? It's Winona. Fuck you. Were you really <laughs> going to do it next week? Yes. Cause I just started stranger things season three. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's why I did it because it's so timely. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: No, it's, I mean, <laughs> I don't care. But that's so funny because I was watching it. I started Stranger Things on um, whatever day, Monday. And then literally last night I was watching another episode and thinking about how we, rec- we were recording tonight or today. And I was like, oh my God, I have to do Winona Writer. <laughs> that's so funny. Look at us. I feel like we never have similar ideas. This has never happened. This has never happened. This is a first. <laughs> It may not be the last time, but I think this is the
0: first time where we were planning on doing the same scandal within a week of each other.
1: That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Well, good, because I don't know much about it, honestly. So now I don't have to do the research, (laughs) which has worked out for me. Well, I'm sorry of depriving you of that experience,
0: though, because sometimes it's fun looking back at those old articles.
1: Yeah, but this one's so fun that I'm, like, excited to hear about it rather than, like, read about it. Right. So... You know what the incident is, right? Didn't she, like, steal underwear?
0: <laughs> she stole many things. But yes, she got arrested for shoplifting.
1: hmm <laughs> <laughs> And actually, I would argue her big comeback was in Black Swan when she played the psychopath girl.
0: Yes, that was her first comeback moment, but it didn't
1: quite take no, no, no. It was just random. I remember people being like, Winona Ryder, so random in that movie. But that role really worked for her. Yeah, being crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, let's get into it. So if you all don't know Winona, she uh, was born in... Do you want to guess this, by the way, where she was born? Where? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in Indiana? She was born in Minnesota, but can you guess the city? It's very easy. It's right there. It's right Minnesota? in front of
1: Minneapolis? Winona. Oh. (laughs) That's the dumbest. She's named after the city she's born in? Yeah. No. I feel like we always are, like, saying how stupid that is. Well, you hate it.
0: I don't mind it. Actually, in this case, I really like it. No, that is stupid as shit. What's worse, naming your kid after a continent, state, or city? Because... You really hated that Shania Twain named her son after Asia. Well, she spelled it weird.
1: True. But no, it's not like, it's not that it's named after a city because, like, oh, my boyfriend's name is Dallas. True. But to be named after the city that you're born in, like, how annoying was her upbringing? <laughs> like, at school, everyone's like, oh, Winona, like, are we talking about our hometown or are we talking about you? <laughs> Like, that'd be so annoying. I bet that was just a classic mix-up. God, I hate Winona. And she's like, why? And they're like, no, our town. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) She was actually born Winona
0: Horowitz. Oh. She changed her name. The stage name works a lot better. It's a very good stage name. It was inspired by a 1960s musician named Mitch Ryder. Her father was a fan. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a little trivia for you. Her parents were actually uh, hippies of sorts. That's how how they were described in True Hollywood Story. I watched True Hollywood Story for this. Nice. I think going forward, Rye, I'm just going to pick
1: scandals that have a True Hollywood Story. (laughs) Yeah. You've really been into the THSs. Since starting this podcast. I just, I loved THS when it was running. I heard that it came back, but it's just
0: not as prominent anymore. It used to be, like, one of the essential programs. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i loving finding the old ones on YouTube. I've only used it twice so far for
1: this scandal and for the Phil Hartman one. Yeah. But they're fun. They are so fun. I used to love that shit. I used to, like, pretend what mine would be when I was, like, 10. <laughs> Ryan Alkire grew up in Northern California. He went to elementary school. That's all we've gotten so far, guys. But stay tuned. There will be more eventually.
0: Right, this was you at, at 10 years old, like, narrating yeah. your life. He got into an argument with his brother. It wouldn't
1: be the first time. And it won't be the last. <laughs> Cuts to commercial break. Everyone's like, what? So he had a normal upbringing? <laughs> his parents loved him. And gave him lots of hugs and kisses. <laughs> okay, no, they did it, Armin.
0: <laughs> did I just trigger you? I gotta go. <laughs> Bye. So, a funny comment from Winona on THS was that she said her parents were a part of the intellectual crowd in the 60s, not the burnout crowd.
1: Mm, sure, Winona. Wait, do people get interviewed on their own THSs? No, that was archival footage. She was giving
0: some interview. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She actually also told a story on that THS. Again, archival footage. It looked like she was giving like a talk at a conference. She told a story about how her dad was really close friends with Timothy Leary, who was like one of the leading proponents of using psychedelics. Mm. And... Uh, She said that her dad and Timothy Leary uh, were doing acid and skiing. And then her dad took out a photo of her, of Winona from the day she was born, and asked him while they were on LSD if he would be her godfather. And he ended up being her godfather, and she credits him for a lot of her upbringing and, and being like a huge influence on her. So she grew up doing
1: acid, is what I'm getting from that. Hey, I didn't say that. That's an inference. (laughs) That was an implied fact. So in 1978,
0: when uh, Winona was just seven years old, her family uh, relocated to Rainbow, which was a commune near
1: Elk, Mendocino County, California. So you know that area, right? Mendocino Farms is a sandwich place. That's good. <laughs> I love Mendocino Farms. Delicious. Me too. I liked it before it went corporate. We'll get onto that later, but
0: that's a whole other Holly Shuck. Yeah. Uh, so they lived on this uh, commune with seven other families. There were actually a lot of interesting stories on the true Hollywood story uh, about their time there. Apparently she once got bitten by a snake, but there were, there are like no hospitals nearby. So somebody had to like suck out the blood from her leg. Yeah, the
1: usual. Commune living, like, right? I also like don't get that because I feel like people are like, oh, just suck it out of their, their body. And it's like, how do you know you got all of it? And then like, isn't there venom in you now?
0: Just never got that. Well, you just don't have any other options, right? That's the thing. I'd be
1: like, all right, sorry. <laughs> Survival of the fittest, bitch. <laughs> Wait, you're saying you wouldn't suck out the blood? No, uh, I ain't no Edward Colin. <laughs> Did you just call him Edward Colin? Colin. Yeah, Colin. 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 Oh my God, this happened last night in rehearsal for my show. I have to say the name Colin. Colin. It Is sounds right? like you're saying Colin, like Cullen. the organ. I don't know. <laughs> I'm questioning everything now. <laughs> Maybe just rename the character? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Zero chance. Okay, <laughs> so. Apparently, Winona fell in love with acting while she was living on this commune because her mother would show her movies with a projector and a sheet that she would put up in a barn. Very college. And how Winona is that? Also,
1: she was like eight years old, so very college, but she was also not even 10. Very elementary school. (laughs) Um, If I was like eight and my mom did that, I think it was like the coolest thing ever. Wait, did you do that in college? Now, I'm, I really thought about
0: that. I'm like, wait, did, did Rye in college go to Barnes and set up projectors with, with
1: sheets to watch movies? Okay. Uh, not Barnes, but my like, trashy frat house had like a projector and, just, and like a giant sheet as their TV. Okay. It was trash. We were always high, so I was like, this is fine. <laughs> that, that's
0: like way less, like it has way less mystique to it. What has like, less mystique? being in a trashy frat house (laughs) versus like a barn (laughs) yeah like i don't know i feel like there's this sense of innocence like you're an elementary school kid and your mother's setting up a projector where she can putting Mm -hmm. up a sheet and you're just like watching old movies and then you're like oh yeah we were watching
1: animal house in our our frat while we were getting super wasted Okay, if we had a barn, I would have gone to the barn. But unfortunately, there was no just barns lying around that we could go to.
0: Your barn was the fret. It might as well have been a barn. It was a fucking trash hole. So when Winona was 10 years old, her family moved to Petaluma. You're familiar with Petaluma, right? I know of it.
1: Yeah, Northern California. Mm Mm-hmm. How many times are we going to mention me growing up in Northern California in this podcast? <laughs> Every chance we could get. <laughs> There's yeah. just like a city in Northern California. You're like, you know it. You lived there. I'm like I've never been to Petaluma.
0: You're within 200 miles of it. Okay. So you must know about it. So you were there during this time with Winona. <laughs> I want you to do that to me. Like, so this story takes place in San Diego. You grew up in Los Angeles. So y- y- you know all about San Diego, right? So you're aware. Why don't you just say this part of the story? <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, apparently, when she was uh, living in Petaluma, she actually experienced a lot of bullying. Kids would bully her because they said she looked like a boy. Oh. And some of the bullying stories were intense. Like, they would really rough her up. And she said that uh, her bullying continued through high school. There was this quote where, this is after she starred in Beetlejuice, which was released while she was still in high school. And she's like, Ooh, it's Beetlejuice, like the number one movie. This is going to make things great at school. But it
1: made things worse. They called me a witch. <laughs> well, she's like, well, fuck you guys. I'm a movie star. Right? I feel like, I feel like a lot of people um, who are like normal kids or whatever, who then are in a movie, and then they like go back to school, like always get bullied. Like nobody like in high school like, thinks it's cool to be in a movie. Which is strange because I would almost think
0: the opposite. If someone was in a movie, it would kind of give you another
1: level of popularity. Yeah, but it's also, I feel like, a jealousy thing where people are like jealous. Mm -hmm. So their way of like being jealous is to just be fucking rude. And then there's that
0: really smart kid who is forward thinking and he or she is like,
1: oh, I got a lot latch on to this person. Oh, that would have been me as fuck. I would have been like, I'm sorry everyone's so mean to you, famous celebrity movie star. Well, let's be friends. And then I would become a famous celebrity movie star, too. (laughs) Or at the very least, their manager. No. Famous celebrity movie star. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm either coming along for the ride fully or not at all. (laughs) I ain't being no one's manager, bitch. So, like I said, in high school is
0: when Winona's uh, career really started to blossom. You know, at just 17, Beetlejuice was released. And uh, that very same year... Winona starred in a movie called Heathers. Mm, Iconic. Yes, it's a cult hit. uh, But more importantly, that led to critical acclaim for Winona's performance in Heathers. In 1990, just two years later, she's only 19 years old at this point. She appears in Edward Scissorhands. Mm. So she already has three major credits to her name before the age of 20.
1: Good for you, honey.
0: (laughs) You're like not that
1: impressed. Have you seen my my credits before the age of 20? I was ensemble in at least six different local teen musicals at the rec center. So read it and weep Winona. I had a true Hollywood story at the age of 10. At the age of 10. And I didn't have to steal my underwear. I could use my mom's money to buy it, bitch. That was definitely the
0: problem for Winona. She was stealing because she didn't have enough money. hmm Yeah. Not not making millions here and there. No, 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 no. She just didn't have allowance from her mom.
1: Right. It's all mom's fault. Mm. Come on, just Winona's te- mom. Taking acid.
0: Yeah, and she, she wasted it all on LSD. <laughs> so bad. In 1992, she stars in Bram Stoker's Dracula, of course, directed by Francis Ford Coppola that has a stacked cast. 93, she stars in The Age of Innocence, wins a Golden Globe, and gets nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. The following year, she stars in Little Women, again nominated for an Academy Award, this time for Best Actress. So like I said, Winona is on a hot streak. She starts off her career so successfully, you know, not just commercial successes, but also critical successes. and by, you know, 1994, she's only 23 years old, but she has a bunch of really great credits to her name and back-to-back Oscar noms.
1: Damn, bitch. Winona was riding high. Boo. Riding high. You didn't Boo. like that one? Boo. Boo.
0: <laughs> so, um, it's, I don't know if this is worth mentioning, but throughout this time, she also... Had a high profile love interest. Do you do you remember this one? No, Johnny
1: Depp. I was gonna guess Johnny Depp. Damn. Shut it. Up. Well, I wasn't sure if they dated or if they just were co stars. Well, they were, of course, co stars. Edward Scissorhands. Uh,
0: but they not only dated, they got engaged. Oh shit! But they had a rocky relationship, and at one point, she got this like panic attack. And she was super stressed. She ended up checking herself into a hospital uh, and ultimately got intensive therapy. And the therapy allegedly uh, led her to believe that she needed to end her engagement with Johnny Depp. Mm. So uh, they actually broke up in June of 1993. Oh, sad. Yeah. Um, But she went on to, like I said, get nominated for um, an Oscar two straight years. And her career kind of stumbled in the mid to late 90s. She starred in this movie called The Crucible. Oh, LOL. Well, I think I watched that in high school. I think everybody watched that in school. Like, I remember watching it like four different times. I feel like I watched it in every phase of, of school, like elementary, middle, and high school.
1: Yeah. Every time we studied the Salem Witch Trials. I love it. I mean, I remember sleeping through the book part of it in school. <laughs> And then watching the movie.
0: You're like, I I don't need to read the book. There's a movie on it. Like, we get it. Everyone's a witch. Right. That's the point of the story.
1: That witches exist. And we got to get rid of them. We already knew that from freaking Harry Potter. Okay, Crucible. So get an original idea. (laughs) (laughs) So she stars in that. It was a major failure.
0: Uh, She also stars in Girl Interrupted. Hmm. Which... Was a big success as a film, but Angelina Jolie got most of the publicity for that. Still to this day, I think people think of Girl Interrupted and they think of Angelina Jolie. Yeah. So, her star is kind of dimming by the late 90s. She actually starts to date Matt Damon. Oh. Oh. They dated for about two years, actually. Mm. But then he left her for Penelope
1: Cruz. As one does.
0: We all have been through that phase where we, you know, leave Winona for Penelope. Standard. Very typical. Um, One more note before we get to the official scandal, because this will actually uh, come back into play. In October of 1993, a young girl by the name of Polly Kloss was kidnapped. And this incident actually hit close to home for Winona almost literally, because uh, Polly was from Petaluma. And so she got really active in trying to find out what happened to Polly, you know, find her and find her kidnapper. She actually ultimately offered a $200,000 reward to try to w- raise awareness for the abduction. And by doing that, instead of being this sort of obscure footnote, um, Polly Closs did end up receiving national attention and they did ultimately find Pauly's killer. Hmm. Unfortunately, she was strangled and killed. Uh, Winona actually ultimately dedicated Little Women, the movie, to Polly, despite the fact that studio executives
1: were strongly against it. I actually know about that murder because they covered it on My Favorite Murder, the podcast, because one of that hosts, one of the hosts of that is from Petaluma as well. And that story is so scary. I think she was like... Having a sleepover, and the guy like went through the window and like took her in front of her friends, and only took her.
0: Oh God! Terrible, terrible. Winona would actually get involved in uh, the Polycloss Foundation. So, did they mention Winona's role in all that? In my, Fair I want to say, I want to say yes. So that happened um, in the early nineties. Um, It ends up coming into play in the
1: scandal, actually. So fast forward to 2001. I'm really intrigued of how stealing underwear and a kidnap murder tie together. But bring it on, boy. (laughs) I mean, it's not like the crux of the issue,
0: but it ends up being mentioned at trial. Let's just put it that way. Okay, okay. okay, We'll get there. On December 12th, 2001. Winona Ryder is arrested in Beverly Hills at Saks Fifth Avenue for allegedly stealing over $5,500 worth of designer clothes and accessories. Accessories. (laughs) We'll get into it. Um, But I actually remember when this happened. So some of our scandals happened in the early to mid-90s. You know, we were both born in 93. I remember... This one. It was such a huge deal. Uh, and as Winona would later say, it wasn't like it was the crime of the century.
1: <laughs> LOL. <laughs> but people
0: were obsessed with the scandal. And I think in part because it's kind of an oddity of sorts. It's this super, super wealthy person who is maybe a kleptomaniac, uh, at the very least is stealing, but has the means to not have to steal. So it's very strange. There's no real victim here other than, I guess, Saks Fifth Avenue.
1: It sounds like they survived the incident, though. Are they still around? <laughs> I think they're doing okay. Winona stole their rent money for the month and, and they had to shut down. I love that the rent for the whole store is only $5,000 in Beverly Hills. I, you know, they got, a good, they got a good price. They were grandfathered in. They're grandfathered in rent control. Uh, also, isn't? Didn't they release the security footage? Oh yeah, they did. I remember the security footage like very clearly. I mean, it's
0: it's quite bizarre. The whole the whole idea of it is just strange. Why yeah. would this super wealthy person, and Winona is very wealthy, steal clothes? Is she doing it for the thrill? We can only speculate because to this day Winona hasn't really deeply gone into it although we do have some background to maybe why she was in that state of mind but we'll get there. So, she gets arrested. Lieutenant Gary Gilman of the Beverly Hills Police Department actually gives a press conference and he says, quote, "The security officers observed both visually and by video Miss Ryder removing the security tags that are fixed to the clothing items." and placed the items in the bag that she had, and she was observed to leave the store without paying for the items. Women's clothing items, women's hair accessories. And at the time, he says, the value is approximately $4,760. That would actually end up increasing,
1: and we do have an exact total that I'll provide later in the podcast. I love how his like, general estimate was like, it's like about $4,760. It's about, like, you know, $4,763.27,
0: about. just a I don't
1: know. Just a guess, just a guess based on what I saw.
0: Approximately, you know, educated guess, you know, just surveying the items out there on the, on the, in the evidence room. <laughs> um, police also found painkillers on her, and she didn't have a prescription for the painkillers on her at the time. Mm. So... Winona ends up being charged with felony grand theft and felony possession of pharmaceuticals without a prescription.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. That's major. Yeah. According to the arresting officers, Winona did not make a scene. Lieutenant Gary Gilman, again, says, quote, All officers described Miss Ryder as being very friendly, very polite, very cooperative, and she comported herself to be a very nice lady. Comported? <laughs> I love that. Like, she just comported herself to be just a very nice lady. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> you don't know comported?
1: No. Uh, I, that like presenting. Like a, presenting. Sounds like something a robot does. <laughs> We're known as a robot. You don't know this? I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised at this point. Haven't
0: you watched Stranger Things?
1: Seriously. Her eyes are wild. <laughs> They're always darting around the room.
0: It's so funny you mentioned that because I basically have that in my notes.
1: <laughs> cuz I yeah, watched I like, some
0: trial scenes and her eyes really do dart out and they're wide-eyed and she's like always looking like
1: super frantic and pissed off. Yeah, it's so psychotic. And I mean, it works for the show cuz like her son is like literally an alien. Right. But I'm like, girl, chill out, dude. <laughs> so by 11:30 p.m. that night,
0: Winona posts a $20,000 bond and is released from jail. She ends up hiring celebrity defense attorney Mark Garagos, who is a totally shady figure in of in himself. Um, I, I think all celebrity defense attorneys are kind of shady. Like, to specifically be a
1: celebrity defense attorney, I think you have to be shameless. Yeah, no, I was just thinking. I'm like, celebrity defense attorneys are just, like, getting a shit ton of money from rich people who, like, don't want to pay for their, like, mistakes. Other who, than giving money. Who are definitively guilty. For sure. And they're just like, I'm too rich to go to jail, like here. And then they like get off and don't like have to ever do anything.
0: Yeah, I feel like a celebrity defense attorney is a pseudonym for a defense attorney for guilty people.
1: For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure.
0: <laughs> for guilty rich people. Let's, let's add that addendum to it. Um, Definitely. Which is like super unethical. Because if you know your client is guilty, then it's really shady what you're doing. But anyway. Mark Garagos aside.
1: Welcome to the U.S. justice system, honey. Hey, it's not about guilty or innocent. It's about whether you, you got the money or you don't. Watch When They See Us on freaking Netflix. Chilling to the bone. Watch Jinx. Oh my
0: god, the Jinx. Yeah, I don't want to give any spoilers for that. That, that actually should be a Holly shook, but... A That's dude it. literally chopped up a body into pieces with a saw and gets away with it because... He's a billionaire. Uh, one day I
1: hope to have that much luck.
0: <laughs> Literally a get out of jail free card. So anyway, Mark Garago says, quote, Miss Ryder has absolutely at no time had any intent to deprive anyone of any property without paying for it. She had purchased items at a number of locations inside the store and put stuff on hold. Once they do an internal investigation, they're going to find out that's what happened. Pretty solid excuse, but bullshit. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I mean, I think it makes sense. Like, oh yeah, you know, you buy things at different registers, you're trying a bunch of things on, you put stuff on hold, and she accidentally walked out with a few things she didn't pay for. It's just
1: utter bullshit. You try things on, you take the security tag off, you pry the ink blotter thingy off. It happens, you guys. (laughs) See, Mark Garagos was leaving out a few important details there. Yeah. In
0: February 2002... The Los Angeles District Attorney's Office formally charged Winona with felony theft, burglary, vandalism, and possession of a controlled substance. If convicted, Winona faced a maximum four-year sentence.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. That's that's a lot for stealing a few things at Saks. I mean, I know it costs $5,000.
1: But, like, you obviously have $5,000. Like, just pay for it. Right. <laughs>
0: So, Winona enters a not guilty plea. However, in March, surveillance footage leaks of Winona stealing from Saks. Of course, you mentioned this earlier. <laughs> Although, some fans and publications disputed that the evidence was conclusive. Hmm? Huh? For whatever reason, people felt like the surveillance footage didn't prove that she had intent to steal.
1: Mm, right, 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 right. Yeah. She looks so
0: shady in it. Like, it's hard to describe people, but go back and watch it. She's constantly looking over her shoulder. Her eyes are darting everywhere. Her eyes are always darting. There's the darting eyes. She's very deliberate in the way she is putting away the clothes. (laughs) No, it's, like, full intent. Like, she's, like,
1: doing it on purpose. That's how I perceive it. But fans debated this at the time. It's different, like, stealing, like, uh, an item of clothing, like... Oh my gosh, like I meant to try this on and I put it in my bag and I forgot like, oh my gosh, but you don't like accidentally steal like $5,000 worth of stuff. Like even though Saks is expensive, that's still like multiple items. Yeah, and I'll I'll actually end up going through all the items. It
0: wasn't like two expensive things. She stole a bunch of things. In 2002, they tried to negotiate for a plea bargain, but that failed. So they were going to trial. Jesus. In June 2002, at preliminary hearings, Winona was actually walking into court and claimed that a cameraman bumped into her, which caused her to, like, seriously injure her arm. She ends up coming into court afterwards with heavy bandages on her right arm and her arm in a sling. It's this crazy visual, Rye. You need to look it up. After a SACS employee testified that she saw Winona cut tags off the clothes herself. Like she actually witnessed it, Mm-hmm. Garagos told the press that he had never seen such blatant perjury by a witness.
1: Oh my god, this poor like part-time real like retail worker is like, I don't even know what perjury means, sir. This is my <laughs> summer job,
0: and that's what I mean by like people like Garagos being shysty. This is a person working at Saks who probably wants none of this drama. Yeah, and is being put. Up to this, by her employers, because it was Saks Security that caught Winona. Saks is pursuing litigation here. Right. You know, they're not—they're not like dropping charges and saying, "Oh, no big deal. We could work this out." And this poor employee may now get hit with perjury charges. Not really, but what Garrigos is basically doing is witness intimidation through the press. Yeah. So that's why he's chaste. This poor person is just trying to work her day job. She's like, "I'm going to miss my shift if I'm here." <laughs> Um, During the trial, of course, she was accused of using narcotics like oxycodone, uh, diazepam, uh, Vicodin, and she was accused of having and using those drugs without valid prescriptions. However, by October 2002, Winona submitted prescriptions for all of those drugs found in her purse, and prosecutors dropped the illegal drug possession
1: charges. At a girl, all you gotta do is ask your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Just get the scripts. Get the scripts, y'all. Just kidding. We do not endorse illegal drug use slash addiction to painkillers.
0: No, but if you if you need the scripts, then get the scripts.
1: For sure, for sure, for sure.
0: But um, <laughs> don't get the scripts after the fact.
1: <laughs> yeah, just
0: get them. Post-postdated. So um, many of these problems could have been
1: avoided, Winona. I mean, probably just ponying up her credit card at the time. I feel like I'm the disappointed mother that she never had. <laughs> like, her mom's, like, still skiing or, like, in a barn when all this is happening. And I'm just like, Winona.
0: Well, it's Winona, funny Winona. you mentioned that because her parents, Mike and Cindy Horowitz. <laughs> Mike and Cindy. They live in Northern California. At, the, at least at the time, they still lived in Northern California. I used to live there. In case you guys didn't know, I lived there. I'm from there as well.
1: Did you not know that I lived there? Just making it clear.
0: They actually uh, came to her trial to support her. Fans would wear free Winona t-shirts. Yes. And uh, Winona herself wore a free Winona t-shirt for the cover of W Magazine in June.
1: Oh. <laughs> Iconic queen.
0: And she also... Uh, She also satirized this whole incident on Saturday Night Live in May of 2002. So this is before her trial. And she's going on SNL making fun of the fact that she definitely robbed the Saks Fifth Avenue. Is that legal? (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's legal. You could say, you could talk shit. It just probably doesn't
1: look good for you. Yeah, I was like, something is wrong about that, but whatever. I support... A self-promoting queen. <laughs> get, your t- get your screen time. Get your press, scroll. Get your magazine covers. Stay relevant, honey. Let's go to the trial. Colleen Rainey, who was a
0: former investigator for the SACS Theft and Loss Department, uh, actually provided a lot of testimony. According to Colleen, when security personnel confronted Winona, she had a range of explanations, which were super in- inconsistent. Colleen Rainey told uh, the court during her testimony that Winona said that she was taking all these items to research for a role in a film called Shop Girl. Now, I looked this up. I couldn't find out the veracity of whether she was really involved with this film, but this is what she claimed. Um, (laughs) When police arrived to the scene, because remember, Saks' security caught, caught her, when the police arrived, uh, Winona told the police that she was taking these clothes to research for a movie called White Jazz. So she's all over
1: the place. She doesn't know what movie she's going to appear in. Or maybe she's being in both movies and then some of the items were for one and then some were for the other. And both required shoplifting. Yes. <laughs> I believe it. She's
0: method. The Saks chief security officer, Kenneth Evans, also testified and he said that he saw Winona act super suspiciously on the surveillance cameras, and, and that's why they started to like look into what she was doing. Again, like we said earlier, if you watch the surveillance footage, it really looks like she is acting strangely. I don't know if that's a confirmation bias, you know, because we know that she did steal the items. But to me, I feel like even if you went in without any information and you said, what do you think about this footage? Like, does anything stand out to you? You would be like, oh, that woman with the darting eyes?
1: Yeah. Something's up. Something's going on there. No, she for sure looks sketch. She looks like me when I was, like, 16 going into the alcohol aisle in Safeway and, like, looking at what I wanted so that I could tell my, like, older friend with a fake ID what to get. Like, extremely sketch and, like, fake shoppers would, like, follow us into the aisle. Like, you can tell in a store when you're doing something sketch. Like,
0: girl. Well, because a, a normal customer is just going to go about their day. But a sketchy customer who's trying to pull some shit is like looking over their shoulder, pacing back and forth, not like not moving in a semi-decisive way. You know, it's not even like someone who looks lost. It's like paranoia. Not cutting security tags off of things. <laughs> There's that too, although that's less suspicious. You know, like sometimes you just cut security tags, right?
1: True. Right. But it's visual
0: paranoia. So, yeah. do you want to know the official price of the item she stole?
1: I think this is the one time where this legitimately is what it is. I want receipts. With okay. all the receipts, with all these items tabulated, right? It wasn't
0: $5,500, which was an estimate. It wasn't 4760 The exact estimate was $5,
1: $5,560.40. Okay, that's weird. Why? Why is that weird? Because the much first cost. estimate was like 4760 4, And the second one was 5500 So they were like getting some of the numbers right. Like the 60 was right. True. They were close. <laughs> they were close. They ultimately they, but, figured out the exact amount to the cents. 40 cents. It was that extra 40 cents. She's like, shit, I can't afford this. Gotta steal it all.
0: So, uh, back to Colleen Rainey's testimony. She gave a lot of great testimony. Colleen Rainey said that when Nona apologized as she was being arrested, and she told authorities that she should have notified the store beforehand about her film role research. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) She's still sticking to that story. I love it. One saleswoman, who was the same saleswoman who Garagos accused of perjury, Uh testified that Winona has to be taken to a private fitting room to try on her items, a more private fitting room. And she took Winona to this area of fitting rooms behind a curtain. I don't know if this is different than the other fitting rooms. Apparently, Winona wanted something a little more private. At that point, Colleen Rainey, who was observing the situation through security cameras with Evans, the other security officer, Colleen said that she actually went behind the curtain and saw Winona through the slats of the fitting room door, kneeling down with the merchandise laid around her. She said that she observed Winona taking orange-handled scissors out of her purse to then cut the Bulky sensor tags. Okay, by the way, how freaky is that that security can be spying on you
1: as you are in the fitting rooms? That's what I was going to say. I was like, first and foremost, where is the. Let's put your ass on trial. What the hell? Where is the privacy? Where's the consent? Like, if someone's looking. I do fucking weird ass shit in a fitting room where I like do a little fashion show and like think I'm cute, (laughs) take mirror selfies. Yeah, if someone saw me doing that, I'd be freaking pissed. I mean, it's just kind of fucked up. Here's the thing: this is why when you go to a fitting room, they ask how many items you have. Yeah, now they are way more diligent about their like
0: fitting room process. Like, you have to—they have to see the items beforehand. They have to know
1: how many you're going in with. I hate though when they're like, "Um, seven item limit," and you have like ten items. Like, you can come back out for your last three, right? so now I have to like f- be fully clothed again to like walk out here. This is annoying as shit. Like, like I'm not stealing from you, Buffalo Exchange thrift shop.
0: Blame Winona.
1: It's all freaking Winona. The Winona rules. Winona. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey yo. So hey. prosecutors provided evidence at the trial. They showed a Marc Jacobs thermal blouse worth $760, and there was a hole. On the left side, where the sensor tag should have been, but was no longer there.
1: (laughs) Why would you want to wear something with a hole in it, Winona? Uh,
0: They also provided a sleeveless uh, Saint Laurent blouse. Did I pronounce that correctly? It's Saint Laurent. (laughs) Saint Laurent. I tried to to fancy it up a bit, huh? (laughs) Worth $750. There was also a hole at the bottom where the security tag should have been. Oh my God. <laughs> so, like, all the, all the sensor tags have been ripped off. Clearly, intent to steal. Anyway, according to Rainey, for smaller items like socks and hair accessories, Winona actually brought tissue paper and took the tissue paper that she had brought and carefully wrapped all those items with the tissue paper. So, It looked as if those items had actually been purchased and packed by a salesperson.
1: I hate it. I love how, like, um, intentional she was. Intentional? I mean, intentional? Intentional. God damn it. Um, She was with all this. Like, she knew what she was doing.
0: It's premeditated as fuck. (laughs) So this is my favorite line in the CNN article, Rye. You're going to love this. Quote, the testimony caused Ryder to raise her eyebrows
1: and make expressions of surprise. <laughs> when is she not? <laughs> That's the darting eyes. Are we going to bring up the um, when she won at the Golden Globes or the BAFTAs? And she was doing, like, do you remember this? And no, was, I like, don't. You bring this up. She's, like, darting her eyes around, like, in her whole head. It's like a meme now. Oh, is there a gif of it?
0: Yeah, do you not know this? I've probably seen it. I just can't oh recall. God, it's
1: like Her on stage is w- the Stranger Things cast is winning, winning like an award. And someone's doing a speech and she's just like looking around like the stage, like freaking out. And it was like so random and no one knew what she was doing. I'll, I'll <laughs> Google it while that. we're potting. I imagine that for like her entire trial. So as the trial went on,
0: uh, Mark Garagos would accuse the security officers, specifically Evans, of trying to quote-unquote nail the actress. Quote, did you tell your friend you were going to get her one way or another? (laughs) That's what Garagos asked.
1: No, where did you get that from?
0: Yeah, Evans Evans said, quote, absolutely not. (laughs) So like, Garagos was trying to paint this picture of a sax conspiracy where the security officers were trying to do everything they can to frame Winona of stealing $5,000 worth of clothes. 5616 and forty three. You know what could be applied here, Rye? Occam's razor. The simplest explanation is the right one. She just stole some shit. Right. There's not some vast conspiracy, Garagos, but that's why they pay him the big bucks, right? He's a celebrity defense attorney. He's going to go out there, witness intimidate through the press, accuse them of perjury, try to create the story that they were just they had a vendetta against Winona Ryder. They were just out to get her.
1: Right, right, right. Because that's that big of a fucking deal. That's what the store wants.
0: So ultimately, they found that she had stole more than 20 items, Rye. I mean, for $500 or $5,000, that's not that bad. It makes sense. A couple items were $750, right? $750, $760. Socks can't be too much. Hair accessories can't be that much. And on the tape, uh, you can see that Winona does not pay for these
1: items. Right. Hence stealing.
0: <laughs> right, But we have confirmation. That's the point. Like there is evidence. <laughs> That's what stealing means, our men. Oh, so stealing is when you don't pay for things? Mm, no, I see. I thought know. I've been stealing this whole time because I go into a store, I get a bunch of stuff, I go pay for it, and I walk out of the store. That's not stealing. You're like, and stealing things. <laughs> and I, I just love that. stealing. I love just patronizing stores providing my business to them. It's, I just theft is my thing. Have you ever stolen anything? I haven't. I actually haven't. I, I think I was too scared to. I've heard oh. other people say, "Oh yeah, when I was a kid I stole like I don't know candy from a 7 11 I've never done shit like that.
1: Have you? I've stolen four times in my whole life and every single time I've like had a fucking panic attack one time I almost walked back in and like turned myself in. <laughs> I was so scared. What's like the most expensive thing you stole? A $20 book from Barnes and Noble. <laughs> And Barnes and Noble's out of business now. right? it's your fault. No, there's, there's multiple Barnes and Nobles in Chicago. All right. T- trust me, I always go to their bathroom to take a shit because they have really good bathrooms. I hope, I hope you buy $20 worth of books. Yay. I actually have the only time I've bought, actually like paid for a book in the past like however many years that isn't like from a thrift shop was Barnes and Noble over the winter. So you're welcome, Barnes and Noble. I paid back for the book I stole in junior year of baseball. Um, Another saleswoman testified
0: and said that Winona went into the fitting room with a bunch of items but came out with just three. We would come to find out that those other items were in her purse. (laughs) (laughs) According to Evans, one of the security officers, Saks actually has a special program for VIPs and movie studios, which allows them to take merchandise from the store. And pay for them at a later date, okay. Or so even maybe- just return them. They have this special VIP program. However, Winona was not a member of this program, and there has to be communication on the merchandise being taken. You can't just pick it up and walk out. It has to.
1: They have to write it down for inventory. Okay, but maybe like one of her friends told her, like, "Oh my god, like I'm in the Sox Fifth Avenue program." Where you just get to take it and then you pay later. And then she was like, oh, I'm famous. Like, I'm in that too. Well, so Garrigo's defense was a, a vast conspiracy. So he didn't use that
0: as a defense, right? <sighs> Should have hired me. <laughs> um, also, the four censor tags that Winona cut off were ultimately found in a coat on a rack of jackets. Oh, my God. Uh, so she slipped the tags.
1: I love that. In the random coat, which I think is brilliant. So then someone else who buys that coat is going to get accused of stealing because. Right. They're not going to know that they're in there.
0: All the sensors are going to go off. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Uh, anyway, um, Garagos was apparently a shit show at the trial. Like the judge, Eldon Fox, was constantly scolding him um, because Garagos was just, he was being really, really antagonizing to the prosecutor's witnesses. Uh, he would accuse them of like lying for their 15 minutes of fame. And like I said, perjury uh, and conspiracy. He was all over the place. However, Eldon Fox, the judge, was checking him on all that. Good for him, Eldon. Ultimately, Winona's trial lasted 10 days and the jury convicted Winona of grand theft And vandalism, but she was acquitted on the third felony charge of burglary. And like I said, they dropped the possession charge because she provided prescriptions. Good, 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 good. All right, now here's where Pauly Kloss comes in. Yeah, wait, where's the murder come in? (laughs) At the December 6th sentencing hearing, there was a massive courtroom outburst. There's actually video of this, so you can watch it. It's iconic. And I actually have a picture I could send it to you right now. Okay. During the sentencing hearing, Garagos brought up the polycloss kidnapping and Winona's role in trying to find the kidnapper and establishing the Polly Foundation, right? The prosecutor got pissed. And, And she said, quote, it's offensive to me for someone to trot out the body of a dead child and in some way say that since she supported, and then Garagos is pissed. And he like loudly interrupts her, And he just screams out. He's like, that is so outrageous. (laughs) So so at the moment that happens, Winona super dramatically gets up out of her seat with her mouth fully agape. And she looks intensely pissed off with her eyes super wide. Again, the darting eyes. It is wild. Right. You need to watch this immediately. I'm going to send you a picture right now. I want... I want your instant reaction on the podcast. Are you ready? Check your phone. She ready.
1: I love this like Instagram live thing we're doing right now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, re- that picture's iconic. This um, is the exact moment it happened. Is that Gar- Gar- the ghost? Or That's Garagos. Yep. Ew. He looks like a dumb. <laughs> He's terrible. Oh my God, yes, Winona, the dramatics of it all, honey. I'm like, she is acting She's in this moment. Act-ing-a. She's acting. This is what got her the role on Stranger Things. Have you ever
0: seen that clip from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where Lisa Rinna gets super pissed off at a dinner and like throws a wine glass and it breaks? It, it's. Yes, yes. Yeah, you've seen that, right? Yes. So have you watched that clip all the way through? Yes. So you know the moment when Kim Richards calls Eileen Davidson a beast? Beast, how dare you? Yes. I told Camille this and she was like, oh my God, so accurate. Winona Ryder in this moment is very Eileen Davidson. Beast, how dare you?
1: Yeah, being offended by like an accusation. And the look, the look is spot on. So good. Everyone, Google it if you can. This is what got her the Oscars, you guys.
0: Ultimately, Winona was sentenced to three years of probation, 480 hours of community service, $3,700 in fines, and $6,355 in restitution to Saks Fifth Avenue. She was also ordered to attend psychological and drug counseling. Mm. That's not that bad. It's not that bad. I mean, she was facing four years in prison. I feel like three years probation. She doesn't have to go to jail. That's pretty cool. Could be worse, honey. Community service. You're helping the community. It's all good things. Yeah. Yeah. So Judge Eldon Fox told Winona at the hearing, quote, you have disappointed many people who have been entertained and inspired by your talent. And then he goes on to say that he has been unable to explain to his son why someone who earned $6 million a film would shoplift. And he goes on to say, quote, you are the only person that's going to be able to answer my son's question.
1: <laughs> but did she answer the question? Is the real question. No, she didn't. She just doesn't say anything. She's like, okay. <laughs> she, she
0: barely spoke at trial. She did not testify.
1: All she did was give an open mouth gasp. That's it. That's basically it.
0: So uh, Garagos's final statement on, on at the trial was, "Quote Winona is going to carry the scarlet letter of S for shoplifting for the rest of her life." Oh God, so dramatic, Garagos. Scarlet
1: letter of S. <laughs> I like how he has to like say what the letter is, <laughs> right? Hmm. What do, what letter does shoplifting start with? <laughs> just so you guys know, it's S for shoplifting. Okay, oh. It's really a really good metaphor. <laughs> Before we get to the aftermath, which is actually fairly quick. It's a quick run through.
0: Uh, here's a funny little tidbit. In a 1997 interview with Buzz Magazine, Winona revealed that she was once caught shoplifting a comic book. And she said that her parents sided with her and berated the police who caught her. Classic hippies, right? Oh my God, so hippies. Before we get to the aftermath, what is your speculation? as to why Winona stole, especially considering that 90, 1997 interview that she
1: had shoplifted before. I mean, she obviously planned it out and had, had a plan. So for some people, like they get a thrill out, out of fevery, if you will. So I don't know, maybe she was just doing it for the thrill of it all. I think it was a thrill-seeking thing too. Yeah. There's no other explanation. It's not out
0: of destitution, right? It's not out of need. And there was one article that was interesting. It was just talking about the idea of kleptomania and, and using Winona as an example, right? And it had this really great point that it's not like Winona was going to wear most of, of these clothing items because she had cut large holes out of them. Right. <laughs> so it wasn't even about having and wearing the clothes. It was more about the act of
1: theft. Yeah. It is like a, as a thief myself. As a four-time offender. And I've never been caught, bitch. <laughs> until um, now. Until my confession on this podcast. The FBI is like at my door. I'm like, it was $20. <laughs> and one of my thieves thieves was in Germany. So I'm actually an international criminal. Oh my gosh. What's the statute um, of limitations on, on theft? Can't cross borders. One was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Anyway. Um, there is, like, this, like, it's, like, scary. I mean, like, I'm, like, a little baby, so I, like, actually, like, was, like, nervous. <laughs> but all of mine were out of, like, need. Like, I was poor. and Right, you're not, like, rolling in Winona money. No. And I'm not going to Stacks with Avenue. Um, so there's, like, this adrenaline rush to it, which, like, for some people, that's, like, enjoyable. Whereas, like, for me, it's more like panic attack. Like, I was, like, having a panic attack and not enjoying any moment of it. But I could see why someone who, like, I don't know, I could see people getting, like, fulfillment from that, like, rush, I guess. I mean, I don't know what the aftermath is, but she obviously made a comeback, so it's not like she was, like, banned for life. Right. From, like, Hollywood. And as I said, her career was already kind of
0: slowing down. Yeah. Anyway. um, But, actually, in 2002, Mr. Deeds was released.
1: She had already filmed it. Wait, she's in Mr. Deeds. uh... Did you forget this? Oh, my God. She's the
0: love interest in Mr. Deeds.
1: Oh, my
0: God. I love Mr. Deeds. I know it's like a stupid Adam Sandler movie, but I grew oh, up on it.
1: Oh, so God, same. Yeah, John Turturro in it. Oh, my God. I forgot she's in that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Winona. I forgot what a huge Winona fan I am until right now.
0: That, that line at the end of the movie and, and the Hallmark card. Remember, he always just wanted to write Hallmark cards. Yep. I had one dream. Something, 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 schlub. Who fell in love? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> um, but anyway, we could speculate all we want. We don't know uh, that many details on her state of mind, um, but we do know a few things. A probation report was released in around 2004. And in the probation report, it was noted that Winona served all her community service. And, and due to how she comported herself <laughs> during her um, probation period, her felonies were actually ultimately reduced to misdemeanors. They have never been expunged, despite the fact that her attorney at the time, who was not Garagos, it was Shepard Kopp of the law offices of Garagos and Garagos. He w- he said that he was hoping to get the uh, charges expunged. That never happened. I looked into it. It never happened. But they were, mm. res- they were reduced. Two misdemeanors. Um, One note in the probation report, it was revealed that security officers found a hypodermic needle in her purse, but Winona said it was prescribed to relieve her back pain. Sketch. Yeah. In the aftermath, Winona basically was under um, supervision of a probation officer for almost three years, gets the felonies reduced to misdemeanors, serves for 480 hours of community service, and gets back to acting. Thank God. She does one movie between 2002 and 2006, um, but then, starting in 2006, starts to act prolifically again. She appears in two movies in 06, three movies in 07, but let's jump to 2013, where she gave an interview to Interview Magazine, and She said that at the time, she was clinically depressed, Mm. and she also was taking heavy pain-killing medication that she was prescribed, and she was prescribed that medication by a doctor who actually ultimately had his license revoked. Oh, sketch. Yeah, because he was shady.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, She said, quote, I did come up against what felt like a wall. And with what happened, I really needed the time off, which ended up being a couple years. In a weird way, it was almost like the best thing that could have happened because I'd never asked myself the question of, is it okay if I'm not going to act? Is there anything else? Because that was all that I really knew. There were all of these interesting paths in life that I could explore, so I started to do that. And then what happens is that you throw yourself into something else and you say, oh my God, this other thing is what I want to do. But then some time goes by, and for me, it was this realization that I still love acting and that I still wanted to do it. Was the other thing she
1: threw herself in thievery?
0: Yes, and she wasn't very successful at it, so she went back to acting.
1: Hmm. I love having a fallback plan.
0: <laughs> and the fallback plan is only making millions of dollars as a successful actress. <sighs> One day. Imagine what could have been as a Sax Fifth Avenue thief. Oh. But she would address this one more time. Again, she's very silent on all this. But in an interview with Porter Magazine, Winona said that psychologically, I must have been at a place where I just wanted to stop. I won't get into what happened. But it wasn't what people think. And it wasn't like the crime of the century. (laughs) Or was it? (laughs) I love that that's her common refrain. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's not, it's just funny as fuck. It really isn't that big of a deal. But I feel like she's never really, she's not really sorry about it either. No, she doesn't have to be a bitch. She also said, it allowed me time that I really needed where I went back to San Francisco and got back into things that I just had other interests, frankly. She also said that, quote, a lot of people had the perception that I just disappeared in the 2000s. And I did, but only from that world. Although, like I said, she started to do a lot of roles in the back half of the 2000s. And like you mentioned, Rai, she does Black Swan in 2010. Iconic.
1: I love that movie. Uh,
0: really quickly on that doctor I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Jules Mark Lesman. So he would have his medical license revoked by the Medical Board of California. And the reason being was that he was unethically catering to the demands of wealthy and or famous drug seekers for prescription narcotics, which would otherwise have to be obtained on the street. Makes sense. So literally exactly what went down with Winona is why (laughs) he had his license revoked. And it appears she was not the only case. It all checks out, essentially. Yeah, he was like a repeat abuser. Yeah, um, And I'm sure that he just got paid a lot of money to do that, to give oh, for, prescriptions that weren't necessary. For sure. It happens all the time. And then the final chapter in uh, Winona's life and career thus far is mm-hmm. she stars in Netflix's hugely successful Stranger Things as Joyce Byers, one of the lead characters. And to this season, season three, which was just released on uh, July 4th, she still anchors one of the major narratives of the series. She's great in it. Season one, she's great, and and she is still a major part of the story. Three seasons. Yeah,
1: in. I'm on the. I've only watched three episodes of this season thus far, and I will say I have no idea what's going on. There's like seven different plots, but I feel like they're all going to intertwine very soon. Right, and she's leading like one of the side plots. Exactly, and
0: that's an amazing accomplishment, right? To be on three seasons of one of the most popular shows on TV mm-hmm. and uh, to still be like one
1: of the heartbeats of the show, despite the fact that it's a huge ensemble cast. She was like really a big part of why it was big too, though. Cause I think people were excited to see her in like a, not like young, not like young role, but like a, in a cool hip, like TV show, you know, totally. That was like, so widely, Viewed like so many people watched it, and it was like, oh my god, Winona Ryder! Like TBT, like we haven't seen her do something this big in so long.
0: Yeah, and I know we always say that monoculture is dead, like it kind of ended with Game of Thrones, but I feel like Stranger Things is one of the few things that most people
1: watch. Yeah, obviously not everyone, but most people. I'd say it's like up there with like it's like the next big biggest Game of Thrones type TV show right now that everyone's watching and talking about.
0: Yeah, and and like you said, uh, Winona Ryder was a big draw, and Mm -hmm. I think aside from the kids, Winona and David Harbor are the two most essential elements
1: of the show. Well, she was also the only name beforehand, and like now all the all the actors are like very well known and very famous. But beforehand, they were all unknown. She was the only like famous name for the show season one. I think that's cool. So good for her. Renona uh, well, made a comeback. She did it. She did it. And she did it wearing Mark Jacobs long sleeve thermals, bitch. <laughs> that she didn't pay fall. Um, I really want to continue watching Stranger Things right now. That's all I want to do. But you have to go to work, right? I have to go to work, you guys. Because I actually work for my money, <laughs> Renona. I don't have to steal things. Thank you. <laughs> well, she works for her money. She just doesn't use them on clothes. Yeah, True. I don't have that option, Winona. (laughs) Well, you do. Everyone has the option. Okay, but you're... Just let me have this. (laughs) Let me scold Winona, please.
0: Uh, Well, I think Winona has given up her uh, career as
1: a robber. Yeah, it didn't last very long. Yeah. Thank God, because otherwise we'd have no Black Swan and no Stranger Things. Now she's just a cop. She's not a cop on Stranger Things. I know. Well, but she's really good friends with one. The yeah, chief so. of police. He wants to sleep with her and she
0: won't.
1: <laughs> He's also really annoying this season. All right, this isn't a Stranger Things podcast. But watch Stranger Things.
0: Uh, I don't know why I'm plugging Stranger Things, but, yeah. you, know, we're, we're, but you know what? We're supporting Winona here. We, we revisited an ugly part of her past, so I want to just throw her a little plug. Not that she yeah. needs it from us.
1: You guys are welcome for introducing you to Stranger Things. Um, start at season one. I know you, none of you have, so just start there, and then you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs>
0: All right, right. Uh, I'm sorry for taking this scandal from you. I hope yep. you have a backup plan for next week. Never do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll find something good. And everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we hope you join us next time. Thanks, you guys. T T Y L.